When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey girls, welcome back to my podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I wanted to make this episode today about the fact that you don't need to be perfect and neither does he. I also want to talk about a little bit of a part two to where are all the amazing men. But yeah, I want to talk about this kind of phenomenon of perfectionism within the healing space. And before we even get into the episode, make sure you guys watch my YouTube video, which is the cutest YouTube video ever. And it's going to be the first link in my description. And you can just pause this podcast right now, go watch it and then come back and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I love you guys so much. So thank you. So what I wanted to go into today now, just kind of moving on quickly, I wanted to talk about, you know, the fact that you don't have to be perfect and neither does he. And you know what, before we even go into that, I'm going to just say some places or what my thoughts are on where are all the amazing men. So I made a podcast on that and I dropped it and then I wasn't really 100% on it. So I took it off and I was going to re redo it. And then a lot of people loved the episode. So I just re-uploaded it. But I do want to give some more nuanced thoughts to that, which is that what I talked about in the episode, Where Are All the Amazing Men, was that you have to be a resonant match to these amazing men. When I was not embodied, not only was I not interested in those men, they were also not interested in me. Amazing men, right? So I was interested in men who could fulfill my wounds, who were toxic, who had these you know, characteristics that I was looking for, that I was actively looking for. I had certain types and standards that I felt I had to date within. And that really prevented me actively from finding an amazing man because I just wasn't interested. And I did know amazing men. I knew I had friends, guys who were great, but I wasn't interested in them. I was interested in the more superficial, toxic, unhealthy men or men who fit these very superficial standards that I held. And so not only were amazing men not interested in dating me, I was also not interested in dating amazing men. So I was talking about that resonance and that embodiment. Now, there's another aspect to this, which is that, you know, once you are embodied to the best of your capabilities, once you've done the healing work, once you are no longer interested in low quality men, where are all the amazing men then? Right? Like, okay, I did it. Like, I'm not in that space of resonance anymore. Where are all the amazing men now? And for me... What I would say is that it's very important to 
see yourself as a magnet to receive as a woman because as the feminine pole you're the receiver within this dating polarity dynamic right you're also the doer as a feminine person you're also going to be masculine because we have both energies but within the dating sphere you're going to be holding that feminine pole so you're going to be the receiver right So you don't want to put yourself into the masculine and think, oh my God, I have to go out and get this man and find him and whatever. What you want to be thinking is how embodied can I be in my life and how much can I bring that embodiment into every space that I'm in and allow a man to come to me. So when I was single and I was really, really, really wanting my man to show up, I was thinking of him as searching for me. And all I had to do is put my signal out into the world so that he could catch it, right? Which is exactly what happened. Um, You know, I was putting my signal out onto social media and who I was and what I'm about and what my thoughts are. And my man saw that, found me and courted me. And then we ended up being in a relationship. But it doesn't need to be necessarily on social media. It can be the way that you step into a coffee shop. You are not necessarily that you have to be 24-7 embodied. It's more about what you are about, literally. So if you enter into a conversation with a man, if a man comes up to you and you enter into a conversation with him, how much are you holding your own pole? A lot of times women go into this disempowered pole. So they will, oh my gosh, I can't wait to, or I want to like, you know, make him like me. So I'm not going to hold my own pole. I'm not going to hold, you know, for example, for myself, what my pole is, is who I am, what I'm about. So if I was starting to talk to somebody in a coffee shop and they were like, you know, what are you interested in? I'd say, I'm really interested in healing work in liberation for women. I do a lot of work with letting women, um, leading women out of the patriarchy and out of those types of shackles. I'm a women's coach. I'm vegan. I'm an animal rights activist. This is who I am. What are my values? Oh, I value marriage and uh, commitment and I, you know, really want this and I'm sober and, you know, obviously you say it in, you know, you're not just listing off bullet points about yourself, but you're holding your pole and saying what you're about, right? Like this is who I am. You're not trying to make yourself resonant with him. You're holding who you are because the man that's for you is going to be able to meet you where you are. But if you try to make your pole distorted so that you can meet this man who isn't a match, you're never going to get with your match, right? Or you're going to continually feel unfulfilled because you're like, oh my God, nobody can meet me when you're not even holding your pole. So it's about holding that pole. And for me, so much of finding an amazing man or letting that man find you is about rejecting men who are not that and being clear on what you're looking for. So it's about, you know, when you are in that coffee shop, if that man is not a match to you, for example, if a man's not a match to me and I'm like, I'm sober, I don't go out, you know, I'm just like a homebody. I want to go to bookstores. I want to thrift. I want to get married. Like I'm vegan. Like this is me. This is who I am. And he's like, whoa, like that's such a vibe kill. Like I don't want that. Right perfect, then I know we're not a match. But if a man comes in and I hold my pole and we start talking and he has similar values to me and similar lifestyle to me, and I really like what he's saying, then we can see if we're a resonant match. But I do think that 
you can find or meet the right man anywhere because your criteria is going to be really unique to you. But that man can show up in a coffee shop. It can show up. He can show up in a yoga class. He can show up, you know, and if you're looking for a more spiritual or divine man, you can put yourself in those types of spaces, right? You don't need to come into that space desperate, but just saying, hey, I want to like meet people. I want to meet friends, possibly a partner. I just want to meet, you know, others. And so I'm going to go to this, you know, yoga event or this, you know, um, kind of more spiritual event or, but make sure in those spaces that you're not getting fooled because just because a man is spiritual does not mean he is a good man or a divine masculine man. A lot of men use being spiritual as an identity and they're actually like really shit people. So don't get trapped into that. I have a lot of clients who have had those experiences where just because a man claims himself as the title of spiritual, they will then think he is all that and that is a and then he will treat them like shit and that is a result of not holding your pole and not holding your boundaries and not allowing a man to just because he says he's this not putting him on a pedestal you have to hold your pole hold your standards hold your boundaries and you can find follow the rhythm of your heart follow what your heart is saying so if you're naturally inclined to you know, um, for example, I was talking about this the other day in one podcast, I'm naturally inclined to stay home. I'm naturally inclined to not find a man online. Like I, sorry, not find a man in person. I was the type of person where I wasn't really interested in finding a man in person. It would have been an effort. It would have been like, I was moving against the grain, the rhythm of my own heart. Like I would, was moving against density if I was trying to actually find a man in person. So what was most natural to me was finding a man online. Example, my, my partner slid in my DMs, right? And for me, what felt best was finding a man, allowing a man to find me online. So I made sure that I was showing up as who I was online. And that was what attracted my man to me was my online um, you know, presence and what I was saying and what I was thinking. And he said that, you know, he followed me and he thought I was pretty and whatever, but he wasn't like, you know, sure that I was a match for him. It wasn't until I started doing these questions and answers and he started seeing like what I was thinking and what my thoughts were that he realized, oh, this woman is actually really, we have a lot in common. She's really smart. She's really interesting. She's really intelligent. So again, like me just putting out who I was online and what I'm about and not allowing my pole to be distorted, that allowed my man to find me. And so you, for me, I didn't want to do that in person. What felt most natural to me was doing that online. But for you, maybe you're like, oh my God, I do not want to use dating apps, which I never wanted to either. And I never did that. But like, if you're like, I don't want to use dating apps, I don't want to find a man online and have him slide in my DMs. I'd way rather find a guy in person. Then that's what's most natural to you. And you're probably going to find your guy in person, right? So open your heart and be open to finding, letting a man find you in person and allow yourself to vet a man and hold your pole when interacting with men in person. So don't dim yourself down to try to be a match to him. And this is what I was going to kind of make my podcast about today, which is you don't have to be perfect and neither does he. I want to talk about this neither does he aspect. So 
when you want an embodied man or when you want whatever type of man you want, maybe you want a healthy masculine man, maybe you want a divine masculine man, whatever the hell that you're looking for, right? The truth of the matter is that the dance between the masculine and the feminine is that the feminine initiates the masculine deeper into himself. But the key component to that is that the masculine is ready and willing. So you trying to change a guy who doesn't want to change or who's like a piece of shit is not the dance of the healthy dance between the masculine and the feminine. That's codependency. But you being with a man who is really willing to or really wanting to transform and go deeper, but he just doesn't know how. And you guys are kind of co-creating something together. And he's kind of allowing you to transform him. And then he's showing up better in his life. Now that is the dance between the masculine and the feminine. And I see a lot of times there's kind of this perfectionism online that I see or with women, especially towards themselves, but also towards men, right? So I see it a lot of times with my clients or with women that, you know, message me or whatever, and they're kind of really disappointed in themselves. And they're saying like, you know, I'm not embodied enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. And they actually have done a lot of inner work. And I just want to talk about that. So for me, I was not, I was embodied to the best of my capabilities when I met my partner. There was a lot of stuff that I was carrying that was not that deeply embodied. I had difficulty relating at times. I really had a lot of wounds that were becoming present. I was super anxiously attached before we had met. I was allowing that anxiety. I couldn't even help it. It was just coming up so much before we had met. So I wasn't like cool and calm and collected on my own time when we were interacting. But what I was doing was allowing myself to be dysregulated, but to take those empowered decisions anyway. And for my partner, he was... He had built himself himself up enough that he was ready and willing to step into his mature masculinity in a partnership. So it wasn't an effort. It was just a refining. And it was like that with the both of us. But for example, in the beginning of our relationship, a value for me was that he didn't watch porn. And my partner, this is where those values come in on his hand, he was really valued being anti-misogynistic. He really valued not participating in the patriarchy. He really valued commitment and marriage and a real sacred union between the two of us. And so because he valued that, when I told him in the beginning of our relationship, hey, I don't want to be in a relationship. It doesn't feel safe for me with a man who watches porn. He said, you're right. I needed this extra push to never watch porn again, but I will never watch porn again. And I'm actually against it. I just needed that extra push, but I totally agree and whatever. And that was that. And now he makes all these, you know, podcasts about how to stop watching porn and his journey and whatnot. But the point there is, is that I held my pole. 
right? So I'm holding my pole and I'm saying, this is what is important to me. So you don't have to be perfect and neither does he. When I was saying how important that was to me, I was extremely dysregulated. So I wasn't perfectly calm and cool and detached and like, you know, whatever he says, I'll be fine either way. I was like, I am really, really, really uncomfortable saying this. Like my anxiety, my abandonment wounds are coming up, but I'm going to do that anyway and allow myself to move through that. So even though it doesn't look perfect, I'm still going to hold that pole and still going to set that boundary. And if it doesn't work out between us because he can't meet this, that's okay. But I'm going to be dysregulated as fuck if it doesn't work out. Or What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And if it does, I'm still dysregulated, but I'm still holding that pole. I'm still holding my boundaries. And so with that, again, he was not perfect. I said to him, hey, this is a value of mine. And he said, "Okay, I can meet that. So he didn't have to have been that already when he came into the relationship what he had to have had already was the values that I was looking for and then from those values I say okay this seems like a man where we have similar values we can talk within our shared value of how to go about you know moving forward so because we both share this value it makes it much easier to work things out together to have a relationship and to get along and to actually be in union with one another because we have the same shared values. But within that, I have to hold my pull and I have to be okay with the fact that he might not meet me and then I might have to leave the relationship. But the way that you find amazing men is not necessarily needing a man who's absolutely perfect, but by holding your pole, holding what's valuable to you, holding your boundaries, holding your standards, and allowing that man to rise to them should he want to. 
right? It's not about forcing a man into it. It's about allowing that man to rise, giving him the opportunity. And if he doesn't, you leave. But if he does, then that's great, right? Like you don't need to have a man who doesn't do X, Y, and Z from the very get-go. You have to have a man who has similar values to you and who is willing to rise. And you have to invite him to rise. So it might be a little bit unrealistic to expect a man to have completely freed himself from all of these shackles when it's really not common for men to be taught this in our day-to-day society. But what is way more fair is finding a man who has similar values and then asking and and setting a boundary and saying, I know you don't do this, but this is my boundary. And if you want to be with me, this is really important. And seeing how he responds. And if you guys have similar values, then more likely than not, he will rise to meet you. And if you're the one for him or if he's the one for you, if you guys are meant to be together, if you guys are going to be in this relationship, he has to meet your values. Now, this is not an excuse. Again, the most important part here is that you hold your boundaries and standards and that if he doesn't meet them, you have to leave if they're non-negotiables for you right? Like if your boundary or standards, you want to go out on a date every Thursday, but he can only take you on Friday. Of course, you don't have to break up because of that. But if he can't meet your non-negotiables, then of course you have to separate. But the point here is, is that you don't have to be perfectly regulated, perfectly in your feminine, perfectly this, that, and the other. The only thing that you have to do is be imperfect, but show up and take those embodied decisions and hold your boundaries and standards anyway, even though you're imperfect, even though you're anxious, even though you're moving through your abandonment wound, taking those embodied actions anyway. And that is what allows you to step into an empowering relationship. And even Jeremiah and I were talking about this the other day, even in the beginning of our relationship, um, actually before we had even met, so we had no relationship, um, you know, he had texted me and said we had been talking for a little bit and, you know, we hadn't met yet, but we were kind of deciding if he was going to come down. I guess he was deciding if he was going to come down to Miami where I was living at the time and get a hotel and meet me and take me out. And He said to me one night, he texted me and he said, hey, I just want to let you know that I just want to, you know, kind of be friends first and then see what that turns into, you know, but I don't want to kind of come down there with the intent that we're going to be in a romantic relationship. And I said, hey, thanks for letting me know that that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a man who's romancing me, who's courting me, who's looking for a romantic relationship. And I don't want any more male friends and I'm not going to build a male friendship with you. So if you want to be with me or if you're interested in me, then please court me and treat me as a romantic partner. And if not, if you can't do that, that's totally fine. But then we need to separate. And again, I was anxious while saying that, but I was ready and willing to do that anyway, even though I was anxious. And again, on his part, he wasn't perfect. He had these, you know, commitment wounds. And he was talking about this on his page before and, you know, wasn't really aware of how to properly court me. But because I set that standard and I held it and because he had the same value as me of being in a romantic relationship, committing all that kind of thing. He was like, oh, wait, absolutely. I can do that. You know, this is just new to me, but I absolutely can can do that. And because it's new to him, because he's never had that experience before, it's new. But if you're the woman who's going to just accept his bullshit and accept his breadcrumbs, you're only going to get a breadcrumb man. Even if I were to accept that type of behavior, 
I wouldn't have gotten the same version of my man that I got. I would have gotten the version of my man that didn't really respect me because I didn't make him, you know, rise to meet me. The version of my man who wasn't really committed, who wasted my time, like that's what I would have gotten. But because I set boundaries and standards and was okay with losing him, and because we had the same values and the same shared values and standards, he was able to meet me and rise. And the point here is, is that you don't have to be perfect and neither does he, but you have to set and hold standards and he has to rise to them if the relationship is going to work. But you guys don't need to have figured it all out prior, right? Like even I remember um, I told him, you know, we were talking and I said, you know, it's really something that's super important to me. This is a non-negotiable that you don't have any girl friendships that you've ever had any romantic friend, you know, interest in, or you guys have ever had anything romantic at all, any hooking up, any kissing, whatever. And that was new to him. He was like, no girl has ever said that to me. No one's ever enforced that with me. But so this is new, but I can hear you out and I'm absolutely willing to do that. And that was a, a, di a different thing for him. That was a change. And he had had a lot of girl friendships and he had crossed boundaries with a lot of his girl friendships where they had gone into romanticism. And to be with me, he had to let all those girlfriends go and he had to end all those friendships and never talk to them again. And he was willing to do that. But if I hadn't required it, he wouldn't have done it. And if I had required it and he wasn't willing to do that, that was a non-negotiable for me and I would have left the relationship. So the point is there, though, that he doesn't have to have known to do that. He's living in the patriarchy, too. He's used to getting away with all this shit. He's used to women never holding him accountable. And he even has these ingrained beliefs that there's nothing wrong with that. But me holding my standard and holding my side and saying, no, I'm not OK with that. It makes me feel blank, blank and blank. And I'm not willing to be in a relationship like that. Now he if he wants to be with me, he has to rise. He has to rise and, and come into the man that he was destined to be. And so it's the same thing for for women. Like you don't have to be this perfect version of yourself. You just have to hold your pole and be able to regulate through your emotions, even if there are a ton of difficult emotions coming up. And from that space, you can get in an amazing relationship, but you don't have to be perfectly healed and he doesn't have to be perfect in every single aspect. You guys just have to be willing to initiate one another deeper. And especially because women have historically in the patriarchy been codependently attempting to initiate men who are actually not interested in being initiated deeper so it's the most important thing is that this man is really interested in going deeper with you he's really interested in meeting your standards and boundaries he's really interested in rising for you right and that is very important but he doesn't have to have been risen completely before he met you because how could he and the same with you like I have become so much more embodied so much more mature so much more even so much more centered so much more stable since getting into a relationship with my partner and I literally could not have been this embodied and this mature and this stable and this secure and centered and whatever before I met him but what I could do was do the best that I could at that time and be absolutely as embodied as I could at that time and I'm sure five years into my marriage with him I'm going to be saying the same thing about me right now wow you know she I, she was as embodied as she could but I'm way more embodied now and 
that's just the truth of it. Like I couldn't have been more embodied than before him because he's refined me in so many ways and brought me deeper into my womanhood by being with him and by the things that he's required of me and the thing, ways that he's called me out and the things that I've had to heal and adjust to work fluidly in our relationship. And so you don't have to be this perfect embodied person before you have met. You just have to be willing and you have to have gone as far as you can on your own. And that's something I always stress because for me, I went as far as I could on my own. And I also think that's very magnetic for your partner. I think that's very magnetic for life to bring you and your partner together is when life knows that you've gone as far as you can on your own. And you know that for yourself. I think 90% of people have not gone as far as they can on their own. And we have to be honest with ourselves. Have I really gone as far as I can on my own? And if I, if I have, tell God that, tell life that, tell the universe that, whatever you believe in, tell life, I have gone as far as I can on my own. I need my partner. Please bring them to me. But if you have honestly not gone as far as you can on your own, pray to go deeper. Pray to come deeper into your self-reclamation and into your sovereignty and into your embodiment. But you don't have to, you know, be in this perfect embodiment to be magnetic to a great partnership. And a man doesn't have to be in this perfect embodiment to be the perfect man for you, all he has to do is be willing to be initiated, have the same values as you, and be able to meet your non-negotiables when you state them. Your non-negotiables are like your guideline and your key to having a good relationship. So if that man can't meet your non-negotiables, you've got to kick him to the curb. And if he can, and he just has never had a woman require that of him in the past, then he's rising and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a man learning how to come deeper into his own embodiment with you. As long as it's nothing that's disrespectful to you, right? Of course, like nothing that is harmful or any of these more harmful ways of interacting. But if this man just never had a woman require something of him, but he's willing to meet what you're requiring of him, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So for me, I really tend to advise women to look more at their values. Like, for example, I think of my little brother because my little brother is such a great guy and he has the same values as me, obviously, because I raised him. (laughs) But he has the same values as me. Like he's values the, you know, being anti-patriarchal, anti-misogynistic. He values you know, um, he's vegan, he values animal liberation, he values environmental liberation, he values commitment, he values providing for a woman, he values, um, you know, he values marriage, he values commitment, he's never cheated, he never would cheat, you know, he would never do any of that bullshit, and he's very comfortable with the feminine, and he has great values, but how that manifests is going to be dependent on how the woman requires him to show up. So a woman who, you know, um, doesn't require anything of him, he's probably not going to respect her. Of course, he respects her inherently as a woman, but he's not going to take her seriously as a future partner. But a woman who I, I know, actually, he was telling me that he just got into a relationship with this girl that he really likes. And she told him that, 
he can't, you know, date her or he can't be her girlfriend or her boyfriend until he, I don't know, she was saying like, until you kind of like prove to me that you really want to be my partner and you can like take me on these dates and do this and that for me. And to a man, that's very attractive because he will innately respect that woman more. And to a man that is not ready to be initiated or to a man that is not, you know, does doesn't have good values, he's going to be turned off by that. He's going to be like, ew, I don't want to be with this woman. And that's great because then that woman knows that I don't want to be with this man. But a man who has similar values, even though he might never have been required to do X, Y, and Z before, he's going to step up and do that. And so the point is just look for a man's values. In my opinion, I say look for his values and then look if he can meet your non-negotiables, not if he is, you know, perfect from the start, but just his values are perfect. And that's like, to me, the most important thing is that his values are really, really aligned with yours. He values the same things as you. And then from that space, see if he can meet your non-negotiables. And those are the two things that are most important. Can he meet my non-negotiables when I set them? And does he have the same values as me? And so, yeah, so I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon. I'm dropping a new episode every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. I've always done that, but I think I might do them a little bit earlier now, like 8 a.m. So I don't know, but I think I'm going to start doing a little bit earlier, but I will see you guys every Saturday and then I drop episodes kind of like randomly throughout the week. So this week, I think I've dropped like three episodes and I drop them randomly on like Mondays and Wednesdays, but you can always depend that I will have an episode out every Saturday. So I will talk to you guys soon and I love you so much. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.